Oh, too many dialogues. <laughs> well, happy Monday. We're we're here uh, 10 minutes past 10. We usually come on right at 10, but we were having such a good chat beforehand that we just kept chatting. And welcome to the live stream, live stream number 28, July 17th, 2023. Thank you all for being here. It's nice to see you guys. And um, yeah, happy Monday. And it happens to be Leslie's birthday today. <laughs> and we're going to sing and you can sing along at home. <laughs> Follow the bouncing ball. Sorry. <laughs> Ready? One, two, three. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. you. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. you. Uh oh, we're not singing. Happy birthday, birthday to Happy birthday. Oh my gosh, that's pretty fantastic. That's over multiple time zones, you know, and it's disturbed a lot of the globe, I think. <laughs> Hope you're not traumatized. <laughs> sounds, it sounds like we're all drunk. <laughs> well, it's it's quite lovely. Thank you. I've never had people sing to me live on YouTube before. So thank you. Very nice. And I think it's going to be a good day. So, yeah, we... um. Well, this is the 28th time we're meeting for this. I know Deborah missed some of the first ones when Jody was with Jody was doing the live. So Deborah, have you kept track of how many of these you've done? No, but probably more than 10. Uh, oh yeah, I'd say at least. I would guess you've done at least well, 15. Oh, maybe. Maybe? More than half, probably. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. It's fun. I'm I've been really enjoying this. It's been so now we're halfway. We're a little over halfway through the year, right? So just over halfway. And um, we started them on the first first week of the year. So it's been an interesting adventure. I It's quite a body of live streams now. If we were to go back and watch them all, I wonder what we'd think. But um, today we have, I guess it's not really a, a happy topic because it's more of the things that have been disturbing all of us so much but we had um, a member who brought up this um this curriculum another another educational um what do you even want to call it um another thing from the education system another this was deborah what was the context of this particular piece oh i if I believe right, there was material, there was going to be an author of a book and I don't have it in front of me. So I don't remember the name of the book that was going to be coming to the school. And this material was sort of to prepare the class. I think this was third graders um, for the arrival of this person to come and talk about their book, which it is about was, like gender, gender related issues. Wasn't it like an all school assembly or an all grade assembly for third graders or, or third and fourth or something? I don't know, Something. Um, but I also know, I, I mean, somehow this parent was able to do an opt out, but they only found out like, you know, very, it was almost the day before, like there wasn't, it was one of these situations where they're trying to like make your kids go, I think, right. Cause they don't give you enough time to even plan, you know, mm -hmm. if you're going to, what are you going to do with your kid or something like that? So um, this parent happened to figure it out ahead of time. Um, and so I think their child was able to go to the library. Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember the parents saying that 
sometimes there were there were supposed to be opt-outs, but they were communicating them very poorly. And mm-hmm. one thing I wonder is if if this stuff is happening frequently, even if you can opt your kid out of it, it's the stuff that everybody's talking about, thinking about, referring to it. It's kind of the way that we're thinking now. So the material, the material seeps in. It's not just going to stay in those assemblies if it's being addressed frequently. But um, we went over this a couple of days ago in our group, and I I think it's worth sharing. So if you guys don't mind, I'm going to share my screen so we can look at this. Right. So here we go. Oh, sorry. Got to now do some system preferences thing. Should I read the blurb while we're going? Oh, yes, please, David. That'd be great. Do the blurb, darling. I'll do the blurb right now. So Solid Ground is a peer support community for anyone concerned about the imposition of critical social justice, CSJ, aka woke and or COVID mandates in their workplace, university, children's school or community. We offer weekly online peer support groups in which members share ideas, thoughts, and support for how to navigate the impact of these ideologies. And to answer the question, where do we go from here? You can join one of our groups for only $5 per month. To find out how to join our community, please visit solidgroundsupport.com. And please note, Solid Ground does not provide psychotherapy or legal advice, and nothing we do should be construed as such. Well, thank thank you. you. That's such a good blurb. Uh, I can't actually share my screen because I've got to change something in my my computer settings. Does one of you have the ability to do that? The link is not. I think um, you have to leave us maybe to do that. Maybe there's. Yeah. Ed, okay. Yeah, I can do that. Here we go. I just had my computer um, updated and my all everything's new. So now I have to like quit Zoom and restart it to change the setting. But I just changed it so that. Um, all participants can share. So if one of you guys can host this on your screen for us. I can't, I can't get the link to, like I click on it, it doesn't do anything. Okay, do you have the original link it? that you had, Deborah? It's that Google Drive doc. I know, sorry. I have the same, sorry. Sorry to the people in the chat. Let's see if anybody have... said anything in the chat while we're hanging out here. Maybe they'll say happy birthday. Yeah, yeah that's nice. Happy Some happy birthdays. I am a cancer, yes. And... Um, yeah, and a funny, fun fact is that there's only one emoji calendar, the calendar emoji has one date on it and it's my birthday. Oh, so if you want to use the generic date in your emoji symbols, it's July 17th. What does that wow. mean? Does that mean that I'm the center of the universe? I think it does. I can't <laughs> see any other possible meaning. Is that <laughs> You share that with Steve Jobs or something like that, maybe? Same oh, birthday? Maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah. Do, Wait, you know, do you know what apophenia is? Huh? Apophenia. I might ah, be pronouncing it incorrectly. Do you know what that means? It's when you, um, when it's, uh, it's like delusions of reference. Like you think oh. everything has deeper meaning. Uh-huh. So if I look at the emoji calendar and it's July 17th and I infer from that that I'm you know, some special yeah. meaning for me. We're all partial so. to that, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. True. I thought and, you were going to tell, tell me that was the Steve Jobs's phobia because he has a phobia of buttons. And I worked this out because I'm working with a client at the moment who has a phobia of buttons. Buttons. That's, that's why he wears turtlenecks. What is so. it about buttons? Is it about like being trapped? Uh, can, I, ooh, can I interrupt buttons. a sec? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
So I was able to open the PDF on my screen, I, although I've got so many other tabs open. Is there, I don't know if I, I don't you, know how, if I if share you, a screen, you're going to get the right thing. Yeah, you'll just have to navigate to it. You can have it open, okay. have it open right behind your Zoom and then go to okay. share screen and it should then be pretty easy. Thank you for all the birthday wishes, you guys. That's so nice. What is, um, here's uh, Rolf, am I saying your name right? Rolf Jacobs says, old What's idea, that? an underground therapist network atheist in the US have done the same in past in religious areas. A new religious, uh, in parentheses, woke, free underground network seems appropriate. Oh, a, a, a network of non-woke therapists. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, there's a couple directories um, that you can look to for that kind of information. CTA is a good one. Not really underground, but a I'm group sorry, I'm not of being people. Able, sorry, I'm not being able to get it to be a thing I can pick. So I'm not sure what to do. Which thing? I, I don't even know how to explain it. I can't, I can't select this for you to see it. Okay. Okay. Well, you just go to share screen if you want I did. to. I okay. did. And then when it shows me screens, I can share. It's not giving me the one that has where this is open. So oh, I, don't I see what you're saying. Do. I see what you're saying. So you just go to share screen and then uh, desktop one. And then hit share. If you can't do it, we can just walk through it and and just describe it because it's I don't pretty have, crazy I, I don't i don't have that as a okay an option well um we can talk about it basically this is this is something i think it's going to be important for people to see the visuals if I possible can, can i mean you do it, david? somebody else david has david's doing it yay there we go, there we go. awesome Sorry. David, david saves the day <laughs> Okay. Yeah, sorry. Mine for some reason I, it's never let me share my screen and um, I've never I've never really investigated it and tried to sort it out, but well yeah. this first thing here already kind of kind of raised some alarms for me. I don't like how this person is pieced together like this. Hmm. This is this is this reminded me of that little genderless child the androgynous child with the cutouts for genitals do you remember that from pen's slides that mm. had um a, like a paper doll where the child had no genitals and you could place the the male or female cutout over it to to alternate gender and so this like puzzle piece person already is uncomfortable for me yeah yeah i can see that well, it's also, yeah, you don't have an integrated, you're not either integrated or that you have no sort of essence. You're just a bunch of surface identities or something that kind yeah. of patched yeah, together. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and then the, this stuff seems, it seems innocuous until you get to the part about group identities, which is the, the ideology right there that I have group identities. Oh, my group identities are part of who I am. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least none of them fully describes me. That's, that's a plus. <laughs> yeah. But to say, but to, to leave that out and then just not to address that as part of identity, doesn't it beg the question, what else am I then if I'm not these jigsaw pieces still 
yeah leaves a lot out mm-hmm. and why even talk about feeling other people might feel bad i don't even know why that's there and i'm i just noticed the copyright the responsive counselor so this is some kind of psychology education hmm hmm okay so what's the what is identity and what does identity mean okay it's what people it's the way we look the way we think and the things we do okay it's got again it's got nothing to do with negotiating the social space around you or your role within the community or anything like that it's just sort of this cut off thing isn't it yeah this was interesting this next slide here family or community you're born with family and you choose community which is true it's not not true and the way i when i first saw this the way it hit me was there's stuff you're just born with there's stuff that you might re, might um, receive from your family or your community in terms of your identity. And then you might have some things you just choose yourself. But I don't know if that's what they meant. Is this little baby supposed to be the kid, the guy when he's grown up there, the middle, the guy in the middle or what? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Oh, an iceberg so what's above this the the surface for people to observe personality appearance name skin color language and then you, guys, you were just looking at this now yeah look at this next one scroll gender yeah it's the biggest thing gender and this is being presented in a public school class to third graders grade three it's interesting author visits. it's interesting how they put that front and center highlighted it in yellow it's sort of indicating it's more essential and interesting and important than one's values and abilities and talents and family genders front and center well and, and more hidden hidden right it's like somehow mm-hmm. it's more hidden well, and it's also, you know, another tactic that I'm seeing here, which is just like the curriculum that Penn shared, is that they primed these kids with a whole bunch of stuff before they bring this up. It's like we're gonna get we're gonna get there, but we're gonna creep up to it real slow. And here it is finally. This is the point. Now we see that this is the point of these lessons. We started with some rather innocuous, like we're just gonna talk about identity. What does that mean? And here we get to the point like what 10 slides in eight slides in something like that hmm. so what's next that whiteness day that i had they spent so long teeing things up and then there was a there was literally a, a, a graphic that allowed some curtains to come up and what is the answer to this whiteness <laughs> really <laughs> wow yeah, yeah. so i did a sorry anyway i digress they groomed you too <laughs> yeah <laughs> All right. Gender is one of the many pieces of our identity. And here's the puzzle piece woman again. 
It mm -hmm. really bothers me that it's not just her dress. I mean, her legs, her face, her whole body's yeah. pieces. It's not even just her dress. Yeah, it's the splintering of a person. Mm. And now there's in this this slide instructs the children turn and talk. What does the word gender mean? Where have you heard this word? Two minutes. They give two minutes for a little breakout for the children to talk amongst themselves about gender. How old are the kids again? They're third graders. So what is that? Eight, nine? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Are, they, are they presuming they know? I mean, they haven't told them what it is yet. So they're presuming they heard something about it somewhere. I think it's just giving them a sense of agency around this. Mm. Getting them involved. Well, yeah, they probably have heard it by third grade. Here's a slide. Now, this has um, a male and a female figure drawing. And it says gender really big. And then it says male slash man slash boy, female slash woman slash girl. And then those are in black. And then underneath of those in, in bright red, it, it's got another category, transgender. So this mm. is how they introduce transgender now to the kids, to third graders. This already is confusing, isn't it? Because it's like if male and female are different and then transgender is a different one again, does that make as a trans man a different category of man trans i mean it's hmm. they also didn't put a figure up there which is interesting yeah there's two uh, there's uh -huh. two there yeah. mm -hmm. by the way someone also noticed in the group on thursday when we looked at this that there were very it was an interesting mix of different backgrounds skin tones whatever that there were like primarily non-white people yeah in it yeah that's true okay so this this slide i'm just saying these out loud in case any you know i'll put these up as a podcast later so some people won't be able to see the visuals this slide is the transgender flag which is the the baby blue and pink and white flag and it says transgender the, this word is used to describe someone whose gender identity or their internal sense of being male female or something else something else does not match the body parts they were born with. It can also be used as a gender identity that shows someone who is opposite or across from the body parts they were assigned at birth. They were assigned body parts, sorry. Yeah. If that doesn't make any sense even, the body parts they were assigned at birth. Yeah. It's so self-conscious this language, isn't it? But it doesn't know what to say. It's like it's, it's so careful, but yet at the same time wants to do a direct message, but opposite or across from the body parts they were assigned at birth. How fucking clear is that? No, it's not clear at all. Yeah, no, it's not. And what? how would you describe this graphic? This does somebody want to describe that graphic? It's, it's, it's almost as if you've got a kind of um, two poles with uh, the sort of picture you'd see above a toilet door yeah. of a woman and then on the other end you've got a, a male sort of far to the right and then in between you've got a kind of a reflection or a, a sort of echo of that image becoming becoming male from the female form so it's a sort of spectrum of this mm -hmm. image yeah sometimes babies are born with body parts that don't match the gender they are people look 
at a baby and say boy or girl, but when a child is old enough to know, they can tell people their actual gender. Sometimes that isn't the same as what they were assigned when they were born. They're just stating this so casually as fact. And this is really um, sort of, a, I mean, to me, it's a magical kind of delusional thought system. Um, it's interesting to me that this has just been accepted as fact without any evidence or proof. It really does have a sort of quasi spiritual religious um, component to it. Yeah. And these are adults saying this to little kids with such right. certainty. So what, you know, how many of these kids just, it's, your teacher told you this. They didn't ask you to think about maybe this. They didn't offer you different right. uh, different observations and different ways of thinking. They just told you this. These are trusted adults <clears throat> who are presenting a very peculiar ideology to young, impressionable children and presenting it as fact. I can't imagine. I mean, I find it a bit brain scrambling as an adult. I cannot imagine really what this does to a um, child who's young and still, you know, developing their sense of themselves. What's the next slide there? It looks like the iceberg comes back. Okay, it looks the same as before, but now gender has a big arrow pointing at it. It's the what's above the surface is the appearance and then the values are below the surface with religion, tradition, talent, and gender really big. Mm. And now there's a graphic of a bunch of, it looks like cartoon adult people, not children anyway. And they are five, no, six people. And they are uh, wearing different sweatshirts or sweaters or dresses with different pronouns so there's she her he him they them he him as that's a girl they them that's ambiguous and she her that looks like a boy so they've like got they're also oh go ahead no go ahead deborah we're also going again for the sort of multicultural aspect so it looks like one gentleman there i think whatever is maybe wearing a sikh turban i'm guessing and then one yeah. woman seems to have a hijab Someone else has what might be more like a larger sort of Afro style hairstyle. Um, so it's like they're definitely going for the sort of multi-ethnic, multi-religious look. Yeah. And none of them have light skin. None of them are, uh -uh. are intended to look Caucasian. So they're all intended to look multi-ethnic, non-Caucasian. And um, and that's interesting because if you go, and we don't have to go back up to it, but like thinking back to that picture, the one with the baby and then the group and then a, a young girl that said uh, family or community born with and choose. I noticed that, I think, is that the only slide in this whole thing where somebody was depicted as Caucasian? Mm. Possibly. There, the baby is Caucasian. And then the man who's standing in the center of the, the family slash community, the little grouping is Caucasian. Mm. And that's why I wondered if the baby was meant to be him when he was younger. But then it shows that he's born with, he can't help what he is. He's born white. He can't help that. 
But then he goes, <laughs> if you choose, you choose your group, you better choose not to hang out with other white people because that's not good. So uh, that maybe maybe I'm just read. I've seen too much of this stuff and now I'm reading that into it, or maybe that's what I was supposed to pick up. I mean, I think I've heard James Lindsay say recently that you know that it works as a t- sort of a what does he call it like a two punch, um, it, almost a combo move of gender identity working with critical race theory or something like that. Where if you are white, one way of opting out of your sort of inherently privilege producing oppressive state is to actually change your gender. That's what he sort of talks about. So anyway, I just think that was funny. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. Okay. Oh, this must be the author who wrote this. And it says, what are your words? He looks a bit like the cartoon, doesn't he? (laughs) Oh my gosh, he does. (laughs) Wow. What are your words? (laughs) (laughs) Like a creepy clown. Jennifer, you want to read this slide? What are some other ways that people identify? (laughs) Male, a person who's born male and identifies as male, female. A person who's born female and identifies as female. Transgender, a person whose sense of personal identity and gender does not correspond with their assigned, and then it doesn't finish the sentence. Um, Trans woman, a person who is assigned male at birth and identifies as female, trans man. A person who was assigned female at birth and identifies as a man. Non-binary, a person who doesn't identify with any gender. A person whose gender changes over time. A person who uses many different terms to describe themselves. Wow, that's a (laughs) catch-all. Yeah. I mean, at this point, really, we're eight-year-olds. Eight-year-olds. Yeah. Eight-year-olds. Yeah. Can't imagine somebody talking to my kids about this. How do we know how someone identifies? Just ask. So we're supposed to be talking about this a lot. Oh, what what are your pronouns? Thank you. Very nice. The, the, the image, by the way, is it says hello. My pronouns are like it's a name tag, and then it has a you know, a, a blank to fill in, then a slash and another blank to fill in. Mm. Yep. Some common pronouns that people use. She, her, they, them, he, him. My sister Daisy by Adria Carlson and illustrated by Linus Kirchy or Kersey. Daisy was assigned male at birth. People looked at her as a baby and thought she was a boy. But now that Daisy is old enough to explain, she can tell people she is a girl. She knows best is written in red. Uh. That's that's highlighted here, who she is. And that isn't the same as what people thought when she was born. These are ideological statements. These are not scientific facts at all i just don't see how they're managing to justify teaching this to children as fact it's one thing to tell kids not that i think you should tell kids this either um but you could say some people have a subjective sense 
that they are a different sex. That would be true. Some people do have that subjective sense or they have a wish that they were a different sex. But this idea presented as fact that people absolutely get to determine their own identity. It, it's just simply, it's just simply not a scientific fact. It's ideology. I don't see how this is any different than um, somebody going into the public school and deciding, well, I'm going to teach creationism no matter what, because that's what I believe. It's, it's not even a little bit different. It's exactly, it's how did this happen that we have adults saying this to our children? How did this happen? Think back to when you were a kid or even just think back 10, 15 years ago, somebody tells you that we're going to go into the schools and we're going to tell all the kids this new thing. If there was a discussion about this, it would have been shot down. No, we can't say that to kids. I mean, maybe there's a way that we can, we can um, teach kids about tolerating differences but that's a totally different thing. This isn't about tolerating differences. No, it's absolutely not. I think if they were, if they wanted to teach kids about tolerating differences, they would teach kids more about um, things like challenges people have, like people with really severe health challenges or disabilities Mm -hmm. um, and you know, how they, how they navigate the world to raise empathy and awareness and understanding about that. This is, this is not that. No, this is proselytizing and this is teaching kids to want to adopt these identities. This is encouraging kids to play these games. They want the kids to play gender. Come on guys. This is fun. We do this. It's, we celebrate it. It's fun. You get attention for it. Well, then you'd seem quite boring if you were just, you know, to say, oh, no, uh, this is what you see is what you get. Like I Mm -hmm. was born in what appears to be a female body and I was assigned female at birth and that's who I really am. Mm -hmm. Eh, Are you sure? You know, like. Yeah, there was this comment under, what video was it? I just saw it. I haven't responded to it yet. Comment under one of the videos I did recently. It might've been the one with Eliza Mondegreen. And, um, the the responder says i that she was she was listening to a younger woman in some women's group she's in explaining to an older woman about gender and how we don't we want to use inclusive language she's not cisgender we so we don't use the word woman something like this and when the commenter asked the young woman what makes you know that you're not cisgender basically the response was, well, sometimes I like to present feminine and wear a dress, but sometimes I just want to wear a flannel t-shirt and jeans. So it's about style. It's like style. Mm -hmm. It's like, sometimes I'm not that feminine. So I must not be a real woman. I'm something else. And this is the basis on which I can reject being a woman. And that makes me think that's about being special. It's not, I don't want to be that. It's like anything but straight cis heteronormative. That's that's passe. We can't be that. That's also a very rigid um, version of what it means to be a woman. That if you don't feel like curling your hair, putting on makeup, and wearing a dress one day, suddenly you're really quite male. There's tons of women who <laughs> dress casually, you know, in jeans and t shirts or shorts and t shirts every day, yeah. uh, who don't wear makeup and who are very clearly female know they're female and are comfortable as females this is such um rigid gender roles yeah 
Is there one more slide there? Oh, okay, it's about the authors. Interesting, should we read these? I guess we could. It says, Adria Carlson based this story on her children's experience. When her daughter socially transitioned, Adria found direction and support from local LGBTQIA plus community and hopes that my sister Daisy will pay it forward to other communities hoping to support kids like Daisy. And then it says the other guy, the illustrator, and is, is a freelance illustrator and professional screen printer from Philadelphia where he lives with his dog. He is also transgender like Daisy, but he wasn't able to fully transition and be who he really is until young adulthood. He finds his inspiration in colors, memories, and textures. That's a little concerning. Like he wasn't able to, that, that, that feels like that message is, but you can do it younger. That is interesting. Uh -huh. Why even tell anybody that? He wasn't able to, but he wasn't able to. Yeah, this is like a, a challenge that he had to go through to become- Are we to assume that he fully transitioned would, would, would mean surgery? surgery? in this situation Maybe. yeah i think that's i think that's that's how i interpret it fully transition and be who he really is so it requires drastic so, surgical yeah. intervention in order for one to be who one really is yeah, yeah. i would dispute that, that notion it doesn't talk about that in the slides does it haven't quite got there to the irreparable damage of of of, of going through that but um mm. hmm. Well, thanks for sharing this on your screen, David. That's, I'm glad we were able to see that because I think those visuals are really important. Sorry to everybody watching that it took us a minute to sort that out. I usually can do it just straight on mine, but thank you for bearing with us. Wow. And so, <laughs> yeah, let's see what the chat says. It's, there's a lot of chats. Um, I'm just kind of going through. Um, in a minute says victimhood is a currency and who wants to be broke? Yeah. Um, Shem Penn, I'm with Jennifer, even as an adult engaging with this is like self dehumanization, flattening into stereotypes. It hurts my brain. Uh, gender had guy, a guy in his room gender is on a spectrum, but also you need surgery if you aren't exactly a stereotype of a gender. CNY photo video says this will raise a generation of non-functional adults. That's the goal. Yeah. 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 I, I think it's pretty shocking that this is being, I, I guess I'm kind of at a loss for words. It's, it's so shocking that this is being taught to eight-year-olds. I really, really wonder like, uh, in terms of parents that are aware, like what percent are um, really not okay with it, but afraid to say anything versus, you know, supporting it. Um, I'd be so curious, like, are we at over 50%? Are we at 80%? Are we, you know, I suppose it probably depends what part of the country you're in. Like this particular person's in a blue area, the parent um, with a, a lot of elite um, institutions around. And so there might be you know, more like, oh, yes, this is the right thing um, in that community. Yeah, I um, I always want to be compassionate 
to people and understand that people make the choices that they make for a lot of complex reasons and that everybody's life is different. But I, I guess I'm wondering why more people aren't pulling their kids out of these schools. I know a lot of people are, but I don't understand how anybody can have their kids in these schools at this point. I'm, I shouldn't say that. I can understand how people can, but I feel frustrated that it's still that that this is being allowed to happen. If you send your kids into a place that's teaching them this kind of stuff, it's teaching them to want to harm themselves. Do you think people think as deeply? I mean, I think all of us have been concerned about these things because we think about other second, third order, you know, how is this organizing reality? How is that affecting someone's overall mental health? How is that going to affect women's space? Like, I wonder if some people take it just on the surface and they're like, okay, that's a weird thought, but they don't necessarily think it's going to seep into the kids thinking about other things. Like, I don't know if they compartmentalize it more. Um, whereas we tend to think of other implications. I, I don't know. I really, I do feel like some people have just, just put the blind, the blinkers on and just decided this is the next evolution of civil rights, you know, and they've just gone, well, this is the, this is the next stage. We have to go through this. This is what it would have been like 20 years ago for homosexuals or 30 years ago for homosexuals. And they've kidded themselves that, that that's the case. So on, on a lighter note, I just saw that William McCartan said, David is the kid in this group. So he knows he, he better know the tech. <laughs> that's, that's why you were able to get your screen going and none of us were. Yeah. It, How does that feel, guys? I'm, I'm just a bit more, just a bit more youthful than you guys. That's kind of it's, it's yeah, it's true. You have to have a young person on hand for that, and maybe maybe being a dude is helpful too. Young dude. That's a yeah. controversial point of view. I, I've come to my females, and <laughs> that's my benevolent sexism coming through. Yeah. Um, well, it's. This certainly is interesting. I wonder what this parent is thinking about keeping their kid in school. I don't remember that part of the conversation if we even address that. I think they were the more the orientation of alerting other parents and trying to build um, you know ways to maybe intervene or, or speak up by making people more aware. so I don't I don't think I may be wrong, but I don't think they're at the on the verge of you know, taking the kid out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It really is, is, as you said, it. oh, go ahead. This is the thing. So this, this particular um, seminar lesson or whatever, parents were given the option to opt out. But I don't believe for an instant that parents are always being given the option to opt their kid out of participating in these lessons. And also, if your kid is in a classroom with several kids who are now identifying as non-binary or trans, and the teacher is playing along with that as if it were fact, that in and of itself is basically like a gateway drug. The whole social transitioning phenomenon is a gateway drug into puberty blockers, hormones, and mutilating surgeries. And if this is normalized for children, your child is exposed to that risk. And that's what is so threatening about this, that 
yes, even if you opt your kid out of these things, when you're given that option and you're actually told about the curriculum, which we know is not always the case, this has now become sort of part of the cultural landscape of the schools. And I think it's pretty much impossible for kids to not be exposed to it in the school system. Yeah, it, that's exactly what I was thinking when, you know, when the parents said that they could opt their kid out. But if, if people are being taught this, and we saw the strength of the statements that are being made, we saw the the certainty with which these directives are being handed to the children about body parts and assignment, and this is what your identity is. And so now you've given a lesson that these kids will take forward, and they'll take it into their relationships with one another. They'll take it in, it'll be internalized. It'll be something that they come home and tell their parents about. And so your kid is going to school with a bunch of people who believe this stuff. So what are you really opting them out of? You opt them out of something where they have a reference point. Does that really make any difference? They don't remember the exact lesson, but it, it still seeps in. It's still everything that they're surrounded by. Thinking also just the opt-out, I was starting to listen to the James Lindsay interview with Stephanie Wynn today on psychological warfare. And there was that sort of like not necessarily directly telling people something, but making things more difficult or easier and somehow nudging you over to something. So with the opt-out, that means you have to make an effort. Uh, it's not opt-in. If it's opt-in, if you don't want it, then you don't have to do anything. Opt-out, you you have and you have to know. <laughs> that you even are going to need to do this. You have to be paying attention to messages from the school. Then you have to, what if they didn't give you enough time? So they make it harder for you to avoid this. Um, and so some people might just be, you know, that's too much work, I'll, I'll whatever, I'll deal with it at home. I'll, I'll try to correct the kid's mind when they get home. Um, and so you can see that like ways that you get nudged along a particular belief system or something like that because it's easier. Yeah. And that thing you just said about, you can, you can, um, work with the kids once they get home, you can counter this somehow in the home. I think a lot of parents believe that, that they can keep a dialogue with their children and protect them from fully taking in the stuff that they're receiving at school. And I think that's, uh, I think that's really hard to do. I don't think that that's, that's not the way development works for young people. They, gradually take more and more influence from their social environment and less and less influence from their family of origin. And that's the normal progression of things. And so you, the only, the only way you can protect them from these kind of ideologies is by helping form peer groups with other people who want to protect their children from this and put them in schools where this isn't the prevailing ideology so that they are surrounded by other people who are being taught similarly so that then when they start to take more and more influence from their peers, their peers are not steeped in this ideology. So you can't set your kid into the shark tank to swim with the sharks and then hope that they don't get bit, you know? Oh, Patty, thank you very much for the birthday wishes. Um, R5 Para says, how will I ever make it through my CMHC program returning to my program next semester? Oh my gosh. What do you think? That's clinical mental health masters. How, how will you do that? I didn't make it through. So 
I'm not, the, I don't know if I have great advice. <laughs> David, you might must have some tips. You're right in it. Yeah, I was just thinking there. Um, I wonder what problems this individual's facing. I, I have learned to kind of spot the people in the room. I think that's just like a skill I've had to acquire through my own need to self-preserve. That means I can find the people that are scowling at certain ideas or maybe people say certain things. It's so important for people to find a peer, a peer, peer community within, within their course. The, likelihood, the high likelihood is that there's plenty of people out there that are not quite sure about some of the ideology that's on campus. It's just about finding them and give, giving them giving them a sense in which you know they're not they're not going mad either that there's something about that it just takes one person sometimes and just that conversation is, is so liberating um it's not always easy but i don't know there's i'd also recommend cta and solid ground as places to come because they are good places to find people that and you'll realize that there's a network beyond that which which might even find that you might even find there's people in your area that you can speak to about that as soon as you start feeling ostracized, it's good to find that community of people you can talk to. It's very good advice. A guy in his room says, I don't think it's in every school though. I know people with kids and haven't heard of this being taught yet. They aren't in woke or very left areas. Um, my sense is that it's probably more prevalent than we realize even in those areas. And I, I know I told, I said this, maybe it was last week or or to someone else I was speaking with, but I, for instance, I didn't know that my daughters were taught about the gender bread person. Do you know that, that thing, that whole, like, it's like a gingerbread, I guess it's an inter interchangeable genders kind of meme that uh, my daughters were taught that when they were in high school, when, when at least my younger daughter was, she's 25. And she was oh. taught that in, in middle school or high school, she was taught this gender ideology back in that would have been what if she's 25 it was at least 10 years ago oh so and I had no idea I had no idea I didn't have there were not alarm bells going off for me as a parent like this weird gender stuff going on in schools it just so I I wonder about that I think that it's the SEL is sweeping through school districts are are taking this up I um have spoken with people who are involved in in curriculum and textbooks and and these kind of things that are alarmed by the stuff that that they're having to put out and school districts are buying it and so i think that you probably have places where it's much more um much more overt and places where the social environment doesn't support that that level of overt um being out there with it but i i'm concerned that it's going just about everywhere at least in the public school system the government schools r5 para says david thank you very much it, i will definitely explore solid ground just giving you that update deborah sorry who do you think so because i have been figuring out that these curriculum providers because so many of the things that we aren't liking <laughs> are coming in like people by third party modules or educational modules so who i don't know if they are just getting the winds of what's happening in the culture and they decide to design this stuff because they just are like that's what you do in marketing or are they being directed like who's directing the curriculum people to make up all these modules on these topics is it you know the 
the teaching um, colleges? Is it the DOE? Is it like, I don't know who's influencing, who's making these curricula at the schools by. The teachers unions do have some say in it, mm -hmm. both in the public and in the private schools. There's that, what is it in the, in the private, the NEA or something, the National Education Alliance, and then in the public yeah. schools, it's the teachers unions. They're very for all of the gender ideology and the critical race theory. So I think they have quite a lot of influence over that. But I do think that there's other um, people pulling the strings as well. And I'm not sure what that looks like. Did you see the video of the NEA lady? Was that the president of the NEA? Oh, she's giving some speech. And it was like, it felt like fire and brimstone, like some kind of revival speech. Did you see that, Jennifer, too? Uh, yeah, it's oh. just complete emotional incontinence. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Association or Alliance. It's an education teachers union kind of group. I mean, it showed me that they're, I mean, whether we agree with what they're doing at all, you know, we don't really, right? But somehow they were wanting to muster up this great sense of mission. Like that, like really, like we as teachers are, this is spiritual work. This is, this is, and to be really, I mean, there could be, that could be a positive thing if people were teaching things we thought were okay. But even then it was a little too zealous. I, I, I thought like, I don't know whether they're just getting people to really feel like they're changing the world um, in a way that's beyond what any teacher should be able to do. Like we, we'd like teachers to have influence. Great. But like, I don't know if it made them think like we are the martyrs or we are the, the greatest influence of the whole world, um, like in an over the top way. But I, I had some, I had some empathy for wanting to feel a sense of mission. Hmm. Um, but yeah, she was, I mean, it's definitely preacher style revival meeting vibe for sure. I guess I'm just really old fashioned, but I want the teachers to teach reading, writing, math and, and leave the value stuff out of, I don't want teachers that are filled with some mission. I just don't want that unless your mission is to really do a great job on phonics or something, you know, or, or have kids get excited about learning math and be really, you know, proficient. If you want to get excited about that, then I'm all for it, but please don't get missionary zeal with my children. Yeah, somehow, I don't know, like this glamorization, I mean, some of it, and it's come through Teach for America, Teach for America, too. I mean, I think there was this notion with that particular organization, which has become quite woke, but had this initially good admission of like, let's send new college graduates out to like the most underperforming um, things. And I think they wanted, there was an issue that people that were really smart and intelligent weren't going into teaching, and they wanted to kind of make it like, this actually is a thing, you new career person, smart we want to make this an appealing pathway for you, but maybe it just went a little off the rail. You know, maybe it went too far. Like maybe it meant like, well, what teachers really can do is we have to make it so attractive to draw more people into it that now we've got a bigger sense of ourselves than maybe is like realistic or healthy. Well, and I also wonder how much they're being told that their main job is to be activists, just like we were told in counselor education. Um, I know Jen has to go. We got to wrap. So thank you all for being here. Thanks for the discussion. Thank you for all the great engagement in the chat and uh, for the birthday wishes. And 
we'll look forward to seeing you all next week thank Bye you everybody birthday. thank you Happy Happy birthday. Birthday. 28 episodes thanks for doing all the hosting oh it's been super fun i'm glad we keep doing it all right take care guys